What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Brill, here to tell you guys about my friends from Big Friendly Productions. Now, they specialize in creating merchandise for bands, artists, and even lifestyle brands. With their in-house equipment, they can provide shirts, branded hats, and more, as well as some graphic design services. They offer order fulfillment to handle your online orders and ship your merch straight to your fans from their shop. Down in good old Birmingham, Alabama, baby. Now, whether you are getting your first shirt, you're just starting out, or you're going on a 40-show run, hit them up for all your merchandising needs. Check out their website, bigfriendlyproductions.com or shoot them an email, merchandising at bigfriendlyproductions.com. Now we're going to get into the episode. This is Outside the Round with Matt Brill. Also make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And for more details and uh, to get in touch with the rest of the familia, visit raiserowdy.com. Now let's get into it. Outside the Round with me, Matt Brill, a Raise Rowdy podcast. This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill for Rage Rowdy Podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, we are joined today by our good friend, Miss Harper O'Neill. Harper, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> doing good. Were you on the road this weekend? Um, trying to remember. No, we played Bonnaroo this weekend. Oh shit! That so is kind a, of. But... That's a huge moment for you, isn't oh, it? Oh my god! Like I and I'm such like I love festivals like yeah. i went to school in austin so we went to acl every year like been to lala been to bonnaroo before and like so this was huge bucket list item for sure yeah what is the vibe at bonnaroo because we have friends that go over here like our boy trey bonner which we joke mm-hmm. bonner at bonnaroo <laughs> oh, and awesome. he typically he goes there for the whole week and then he needs like the following week to recover just coming down from all the highs that he was on both emotionally physically and emotionally physically and mentally just absolutely what is the the vibe at a festival like that because i've never been to like a a jammy like all over the place kind of festival so i think with bonnaroo the main difference that between like lala and um acl is that you camp so it's a lot of people fully committing to the whole weekend of like three days being out there um the heat is insane i mean and you're just kind of like running around it's really spread out too so Um, there's tons of walking and just like, it just, it's a, it's a whole thing. I played Saturday and I was going to go back on Sunday because Meg was playing in red clay and I texted her in the morning and I was like, I simply (laughs) will not be there. Yeah, (laughs) My, my heart is with you, but I will not be there. Yeah. Now who else was there on the day that you were, you were playing? So I was in like the outer room. So it's like the stages by the campgrounds. Oh, fun. So you're with the diehards. Like you're with the people that are there experiencing the whole festival. Absolutely. Campgrounds to me are where it's at. Absolutely. They're the people who also, I think in my opinion, really value music discovery. Yeah. You know, they are going to stop by and, and check out something if they hear something cool going on or a song they like or whatever. But um, before me, J.D. Clayton played, oh, who I just love. Yeah. So I got to catch his set. He had a great crowd, and his band's just, they're awesome. Sweet. So. And then the headliners for that are all over the place, right? Like for Bonnaroo, like it's all kinds of different bands. Like Foo Fighters was there this year, yeah. right? And Paramore, um, trying to, Tyler Childers. So it's really a wide spectrum of just oh, yeah. all over the place. Like I think really, truly there, there's something for everyone. That's like awesome. you will find something you 
are dying to see. Yeah, we kicked off our festival season for, we call it like, we're starting to call it like Ray's Rowdy Summer Camp. That's what we're oh, calling Because we're going to all these, because during COVID, Nikki T and um, the Ray's Rowdy crew, which is actually how I really got to know Nikki, they used to go to festivals all the time up in like Ohio, Pennsylvania, in that area. Um, and during COVID, obviously, you didn't have festivals. So they were just set up like, 40 or 50 of them would camp out in somebody's backyard on like a big piece of property and then have artists come up and play like just that is so awesome so they call it summer camp so now we're bringing that we were at tailgate and tall boys this weekend up in bloomington illinois which i i had known those guys they run a venue up in peoria illinois called cruisins and they're wayne and austin the usa concert scene they're great but there's like five of these things they do around the country taylorville's their biggest one and the lineup is just all the place to where like the headliners range from like nickelback parker mccollum jelly roll laney wow. bailey zimmerman and then the after parties were like young gravy mike stud charlie on a friday trailer park tammy um chelsea lynn was like the mc that's and like awesome getting people eating corn dogs and shows <laughs> but we were I, that was my first time camping at a festival because we yeah. got there tuesday and we camped out for four or five days and like you said the campground is just a different environment and just different vibe and i can only imagine at bonnaroo like because bonnaroo's like that's up there with lala and some of the biggest festivals oh, in the yeah, world it's massive totally massive but yeah the it's like a whole separate experience out in the campground like yeah. it's almost two little festivals you yeah, know for sure and uh the other day so i listen to sirius x on the highway a lot and the okay. other day i was i was riding i was riding back um from i think i was i'd actually dropped we were on our way back from um the uh the festival up in illinois mm. on sunday and I remember I was listening to the highway and all of a sudden I hear guilty. And then I hear like the, she was saying how there were the two, the two older folks that called in and were like, what's that song with guilt? Like, just like people are seeming to really like it. It's just wild and awesome to see yourself and see Ben and see Meg and see Tyler and see like what your whole crew is doing. Like how crazy is it? You have, you have shit on, on the radio. I know it's been nuts. I mean, like, you know, just getting like texts from family members and friends being like, I'm sorry, wait, what? Like they did. I'm just like bopping along to Sirius XM and they're like, no, this new artist, Harper O'Neill. And it's been surreal. It really has. Um, that song specifically, I'm just so proud of. When I first finished it with my friends Jacob and John, I had sent the demo that uh, John had made to my mamaw, and she just flipped out. Like, it is her favorite song. Mamaw approval. That's Mama the big, approval. That's the key. Mamaw's got to approve. She, we, we talk pretty regularly, like, once a week or so, yeah. and I... She called me after that and was like, this song's a hit. Like, this, you know, she was so proud. So I was so excited to tell her it's going to be on Sirius XM. And uh, Pandora's done a lot of stuff, like, promoting it. And it's just been, I don't know, it's been so fun. Yeah, and you're the big thing. Like, because I remember watching you guys, like, before COVID. Like, mm-hmm. I call it, like, the, the, the most recent generation of Revival disciples, yes. in a way. Shout out, yeah. shout out to Rob and Vinny and Chris yeah. and the whole crew at Revival. Love you guys. Um, they're like cousins of ours with Ray's Rowdy. And, yes, exactly. And the rabbit, what I do, like we're all like in that in that family. But you guys never set out to really write commercial stuff or put out commercial stuff that you'd ever think would be on country radio. It was always more storyteller, like for those that really appreciate the lyrics and appreciate the words. And you guys were doing, I remember on the last podcast we did, like authenticity and like being true to yourselves. And now the fact that country music has expanded and the storytelling aspect and Americana and that style is getting the light to where the masses are starting to get exposed to it with you and Meg, Ben, Tyler are the four that I really see. 
It's fucking awesome. It's so awesome. And uh, I don't think it's anything we'd expected to to kind of change, but it does seem like country music is expanding and, and you can kind of say what version yours is and, and put your own spin on it and put it out there and keep the integrity of your influences and yeah. the integrity of the songwriting that you, you know, enjoy the most. So yeah, I don't know. It's been an awesome few years. I mean, they're all having just crazy success of their own and like kind of paving this new path for each of their styles of music. And I'm just so proud of all of them. Yeah. And the touring that you guys have done, I feel like that's yeah. the biggest thing. That's how to me, that's like, if you're a musician, like the big, a big thing is, is selling tickets and getting to go to new markets and getting to experience different parts of the country and mm -hmm. them getting to discover you guys from being kids that were just hanging out here in Nashville, smoking, a little, doing, a little, yeah. doing a little hippie speedball, <laughs> yeah. a little morning coffee, a little morning Jay, and just writing songs and then playing rounds when you could to now getting to go out with acts like Morgan Wade, with yeah. acts like Ashley McBride, with acts like, like Lainey Wilson, who mm -hmm. I think is like the queen of, of what you guys are. That's like this traditional kind of revival yeah. of music, of country music. It's got to be fucking just... Well, and to learn from them every night. Yeah. So to play my show, you know, do the best thing, the best that I can do with the skill level that I'm at and the experience that I have, and then to sit back and watch these true professionals do their job. I mean, the showmanship, yeah. all three of those girls you just listed is just incredible. And they're all so different. Yes. They provide such a different experience. And I've just found myself in awe of all of them. The other one I got to open for was Paul Coffin. Yeah. Dude, what is it like touring with Big Velvet? Were you there in South Carolina? <laughs> we played the show right before that. Oh, so we I was like... say, what a legendary <laughs> moment, though. Free Big Velvet, by the way. I'm sure he's out now, but free <laughs> Big Velvet, Paul Coffin. We love you. We, we do love Paul. <laughs> I mean, his band was incredible. I think when I think about Paul and his music, I think about it's a vibe, right? Like yeah. it's a total unique um, sonic landscape, really. It's his own thing. And to see him live, he can play that guitar. He can play the piano. He's just bopping around. And he's so musically gifted. Yeah. It was so inspiring to watch. And he's got this <laughs> he's got this dance move. I told him I'm going to try to steal it. It's just like one shoulder. And he just like moves it up <laughs> and down. And I don't know where it came from. It's kind of giving like Elvis a little bit. I don't yeah. know. But he's got the riz, man. Like, he's just got it. It's yeah, so he cool. He reminds me of, of Joaquin Phoenix playing Johnny Cash and Walk yes. the Line. That, to me, is... And the other guy that reminded me of that, like, there's two times that I've seen that in somebody. I've seen that in, in going to Paul Cawthon shows. I've seen him a few times. And then my first whiskey jam ever back in 2018 was the night that Show Up Drunk came out for Ryan Nelson. And this was clean-cut blazer ryan nelson right and i remember seeing him on stage and me like that guy reminds me of walk the line johnny cash but paul cawthon is very much that vibe and his fan base is great too and that to me is a a big thing that you're doing with your mm -hmm. music is you're getting to play in front of these diehard fan bases yeah. and it's people that are also authentic and people that are a little left of center musically and saying what they really want to fucking say not yeah. not conform to anything but they're still having success because the fans resonate with that and it seems like they're i would imagine they're, they take well to the openers and their your vibe has gone over pretty well you know I, I think it really has i mean just looking at um some of the relationships i've built with fans that i saw opening for Morgan, they came to support Ashley and go see Ashley and they remembered me and they, you know, we got to hang again and see yeah. each other down the road a little bit. So it, you're so spot on. They have 
all of those artists have great, great fans who are just dedicated to supporting their work. I mean, with Morgan Wade, there were so many people who were at several of her shows. Yeah. And I'm like, how did you get here? Because I've been driving for hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Did you take a shortcut? Yeah. Like, what happened? <laughs> so it was so fun, though. And, and I got to meet such wonderful people on all those those yeah. shows. Do you have a favorite spot of the country now that you've... Because you've been all over the place. Like, you've done the West Coast thing, right? I haven't really done a lot of the West Coast stuff. So Meg's okay. been primarily That's over the West I, Coast. Okay. So I've been doing lots of Northeast. We did Florida. Um you did Dewey Beach, Delaware. Hell yeah. Right, the fa- the That's family, right. The I saw your mom. That that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. She's such a sweetheart. We had a blast. I tried to get that picture. <laughs> it was just, yeah, which I was like, that's perfect. That, 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 um, that summarizes the evening perfectly, I'm yeah. sure. They said they had a great, they had a great time watching you. And stuff. Oh, thank and that you. was an Ashley show, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I saying? Did you do well? Have you said you've done like oh, Florida? Oh yes, like, you said favorite part of the country. Yeah, I got distracted thinking about that terrible photo. <laughs> it's just like the top of my Iconic forehead. Photo. It was yeah. perfect. Just what we okay. need. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think of all the gigs that I did, I loved Tarrytown, New York. That, really? So that is it the, was so cute. So that is the closest. So I grew up 15 minutes from there. No way. Yeah, I grew up in Rockland County, so where the Tappan Zee Bridge is. Oh, yeah. I'm just on the other side of that bridge. So when you go to whenever I would go into the city and I've driven in the city plenty, I've paid the the 50 something dollars sure. in tolls for and parking lot bullshit. But like when I go to like Yankee game or something, I go into the city, I drive across. I'm literally probably three miles from that bridge on the yeah. other side. So Terrytown's like 15 minutes away from me. And so what, we, what you do is you drive over the bridge, you park and then you just take the train in and they run all night going from the city to Terrytown because it's just take going along the river line. They have oh, wow. a train stop at Yankee Stadium, a train stop at Madison Square Garden, Grand Central oh, Station. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so jealous. So I would, so Terrytown, I've, I haven't like gone out. I've gone out in White Plains and like some other areas around there. I haven't gone out in Terrytown, but I know there's like a lot of, like there's a lot of history with like Terrytown, yeah. Sleepy Hollow, like that section of Apparently New York. Apparently they're known for Halloween. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Headless Horseman and all that shit. Yeah. Wild. Pumpkins where heads should be and what weird are, shit yeah. like that. <laughs> I want to smoke what they were smoking back then. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so I loved Terrytown. I also loved um, Virginia, Charlottesville. Yeah. Charlottesville's a great town. Home, I had never been. Home, home of our boy uh, Grady Smith. Oh yeah. Um, who's which? That kind of took. Was that at the uh, Jefferson? No, it was at the Paramount Theater. Oh, the Paramount. Oh, sick. Yeah. A lot of theater gigs, right? On yes. These, on so these tours. Morgan was primarily theaters. I did one one theater with Ashley, I think, and then a couple little like clubs, um, and then I think Paul was mostly at clubs. Yeah, Paul yeah. strikes me as more of a club kind of yeah. act. It's funny, like because like when my experiences with touring, like mostly with Muscadine mm-hmm. and with Trey Lewis, Trey was a lot of clubs. Trey's clubs and bars. Um, Mud parks, like that style of thing. Yeah. Muscadine was always, when I was with them before COVID, was like the club and bar scene that Trey's on right now, but then recently have transitioned more to theaters. Yeah. And theaters are cool because you know you're going to have phenomenal sound. You know, you're going to have a cool green room. You know, the stage is going to be, there's no, you're not worried about setting up your shit in front of the headliner shit. Right. Like there's so much room up there. Like and, and you by getting to experience the different vibes and stuff, that's that's great experience for you, especially this early oh, in yeah. your career with touring. Like you're really getting to do it all. Totally. And the Morgan the Morgan tour was uh, acoustic, so I was solo acoustic, and she played duo with her guitar player Clint, who's just awesome. I just yeah. loved their whole team. But did you, did you do Mrs. Did you do any Peachtree dates? Like did you do like the Rick's cafes? 
and like those like southeastern ones? So I had a Rick's Cafe date that was um, supposed to be in May, and then it got moved to August. So we're okay. going again. I'm hopping back on a weekend run with Morgan in August. Oh, sick! And then is that Oxford too? It's Lyric? Oxford, and then um, Maryville, Tennessee. Oh, nice! Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, and the last one, Maryville, is going to be full band. So sick! It'll just be me and my guitar player, Greg, and yeah. then for two dates, and then the band's going to join Wait, us for that. Talk last about one. Greg a little bit, because Greg is someone <laughs> that I've seen playing alongside you. Yeah, like before COVID, like for years. Like he yeah. just seems to be like a day one believer and a collaborator for you. Like, how did you guys get linked up? Because I know he is a, he's in the trenches with you, doing a lot. He totally doing is doing all this stuff. Yeah, we've we've been playing together for like two years now. Um, which kind of just flew by, but we met through, so, um, I got, I booked a green hall gig a couple years ago and I was so excited and they booked it duo. And so I was kind of scrambling to find a player and I put on one of the Facebook, like Nashville musicians pages, like yeah. seeking guitar player to come play in Texas, you know, seeking seeking. Guitar player. Yeah, I probably didn't say that because <laughs> it actually got responses. <laughs> so I definitely didn't say it like that. Seeking guitar, Seeking guitar player. God, those, I'm those, gonna... those three chords and the truth. <laughs> I'm going to be reliving that the whole way out. But um, so, yes, yeah, so I put on Facebook and then I got all these responses. It was overwhelming because everyone is looking for work and wants to play. And there were 30 something responses. And I was just like, how am I supposed to go through this list and understand who's going to be a good fit for this job like who's we have to drive 10 hours in the car together yeah. so i get a call from dylan rockoff do you know dylan yeah. oh yeah yeah and uh, him and greg were living together at the time and greg had commented on my post and dylan was just like hey if you're like overwhelmed by this post i just want to put a word in for my boy greg i think it would be a great fit and we did like one or two rehearsals to get to know each other and i was like oh he's a perfect fit i mean yeah. where our taste overlines is super interesting you know he comes from like a jazz uh background that's what he has his degree in is jazz guitar and i come primarily from obviously texas music texas songwriting but we meet in the middle with Carol King and Remy Wolf and like a bunch of these uh, kind of soul influenced music. Yeah. Then uh, and, and so our taste overlaps there. So I think it's actually a really interesting combination. So you guys spend a lot of time in the car together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like who who takes longer in loves? Oh. I know you're stopping at Loves on the road. Oh, yeah. I know you're stopping. Maybe not in the Northeast because we don't have Loves up there. I think um, I probably take longer because I'm always looking for some dumb shit to buy. Like, I, What do you mean by dumb shit? Like little, like, mementos? Like No, looking, like those ridiculous sunglasses. Oh, and like, I always come out that, with, like, something new. You're that one on the road. Yeah, I, and, I'm, like, yeah. we're about to lose our fucking minds on this, like, 13-hour drive. Like, I'm yeah. going to come out wearing a funny hat or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've gotten, like, the weird trucker hats. I've gotten the um, the skull ashtrays. Oh, like, yeah. The, the, the skulls that are, like, the yeah. top of, like, the ashtray. I've gotten those. Um, and then I'm trying to think. I mean, like, I'm a big peanut M&M's guy. Oh, sure. I'm always getting those. And then loves, I mean, you eat so much Subway being <laughs> out there. Subway, Hardee's, Arby's. You can just there's it's so easy to eat like a trash can. On oh the road. yeah, it really is. Those pre-made salads just don't look as appetizing. Well, and then, then you're just apples. sitting in the car for a while, like you're just <laughs> like stationary in yeah. the car. Like, what are you guys driving around in? The old Rav Four. Hey, Rav Four is not bad. Yeah, RAV4 she's, she does she gets us there. She's better than a sedan. Yeah, I mean, maybe not ga like about the same gas, but just having a little bit more space. Yes, the Rav Four, you because a sedan, you're like yeah, you can be packed <laughs> in there. 
And I'm thinking I'm going to have to trade it in soon because I want to be able to take like five players yeah. out and I just don't feel right squeezing my piano player in that middle seat. <laughs> and then where are you putting, and you're just sticking the gear just in the trunk and just making it fit? As of right now, yeah, but I think I think it's, you know, as the full band gigs come in, we'll have to figure out a trailer or some, some yeah. shit. I don't I, know. What we're thinking about doing Ray's Rowdy is, because I've got a Tacoma, so I mean, mm -hmm. it's the short bed Tacoma. It gets the job. It, yeah. It's able to fit quite a bit of stuff, but, like, when it comes to, like, the merch grids and, like, the big tents, because when we set up our, our campground area, we have like a, a 16 by 8 tent, like a big canopy. Yeah. We're, we're, we're tent camping out there. Like we're setting up. We have like a whole little village. Like You're all doing these it cools, right. Yeah. All this shit. I mean, it's Nikki T. He's a professional <laughs> yeah. partier. Love you, Nikki T. But Nick is Nick's driving like a like a um, Hyundai Sonata, like uh -huh. 2012. He wants to trade it and get a minivan or get like one of them Ford Transit vans. But what we're going to do is we're going to get it wrapped and we're going to put in the windows like because the raccoon is like our thing. Trash yeah. We're going to put like raccoons sitting in car seats and stuff. So That's it's like the passengers awesome. are like or like it's like a picture of like Nikki and I and then like the babies are like the raccoons. That and those is are awesome. like our, our little our little like varmint that are on the road with us. I cannot wait for that. That's incredible. Because <laughs> like that's the thing. It's like we're we are like the trash pandas, you know? We're like a little we're a little I rough around it. the edge. We're, we look all cute and stuff, but if you fuck with us, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. get you, you know? <laughs> Please put that on the back of the video. Yeah, and we scav and we scav yeah. and we scavenge for good music. Like yeah. we go in the trenches and go to the rounds and dig through the different playlists and stuff. And playlisting's gotta be interesting for you too now. Like it's yeah. the, just where your music has gone since we last sat down and did one of these to where you're on some pretty big spotify playlists yeah. you're on the road with people that you've looked up to and getting to play some like you did the the um the roxy show with laney right mm -hmm. yeah and then and then you did did you do you just did something at brooklyn bowl not too long ago yep. right with laney as well with yeah laney. and then did i see a red rock state you saw a red rock state. a fucking red rock state <laughs> yeah. from fucking Harper O'Neill. let's fucking go girl let's go <laughs> i know i'm so god excited. damn how did that one come to be um, and who's the agent plug Plug your agent. That's I helping will. Out I love stuff. her to pieces. Haley Riddle at WME. Um, she's just an incredible person to be around. We have so much fun. And she seems to really believe in the music and the rest of the team that I've been able to put together. And she's just working her ass off. And she's yeah. she's fighting for me because yeah, I'd say that with all the fucking yeah. dates you've got. <laughs> I know. There's there's just endless um competition for those slots and she's been able to make some incredible things happen yeah, and and i think she's pairing you with the right people to get you in front of the right crowds and then building up to to these these red rocks plays to oh, yeah. these to the roxy with laney like it's and i think so much of it speaks to speaks to you and your character like you're you're a vibe and great to hang out with oh, you know you. and which is always a huge thing too because you never know what you if you're bringing someone out on the road because like, with with trey and muscat like we've had different openers out and mm -hmm. they haven't been the right fit with our with whatever whichever crew it was right. you know or or like the headliner didn't or if we were the openers the headliner was a weird fit for us right. you know like where we were like what are we doing here with this guy? You know, like it's a very different vibe, but it seems like everything's getting paired up so nicely with what yeah, your she, vibe is. Yeah, she definitely gets it. And yeah. I think that's also just because we get along so well. Yeah. Um, but what I love about what she's doing is I think the music, I believe it to be country music. One of my favorite things about it is I'll send it home and like friends and family will be like, I'm so glad you didn't make a country record. And some people will be like, I'm so glad you made a country record. So it's funny to see how other people interpret it. I believe it's a country record. I do too. She believes it's a country record, but she is capitalizing on when it makes sense to 
to step out into some other worlds. So I have an opening date for Devin Gilfillian in July. I saw that. That's down in Montgomery. Yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Hell yeah. The home of Sweet Boy. That's like his home neck <laughs> of the woods. So I'm just excited. She seems to like really be, you know, my whole team understands that there's a lot of places this music can live. Yeah. And that's one of my dreams is to, to, diversify you know who i can open for and and what scenes i can be involved in yes yeah, someone asks you what 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 is what genre are you in because i feel like you're one of those people where you dip into a few genres which is what makes you so unique and special right and what makes 2023 music in general is great like yep. you have the big heavy hitters like like wallen and fucking luke combs crossing over to pop and then yeah. you have folks crossing over to hip-hop and rock and soul and that there are no rules anymore. None at all. <laughs> None at all. I mean, it's so. Where would you say? I mean, you say like it's it's a it's it's country, but like, what would you say like the vibe is? Someone asks you what what is what is a harpronial? What is harpronial music? What does it sound like? I'm so glad you asked, and it's the perfect time for me to take a sip of my whiskey. Hey, there you go, whiskey, whiskey, make whiskey, uh, whiskey glasses, fixing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I coined a term for the music. And I call it nightcap country. Nightcap country. Okay. Because I thought about it and I'm like, when would you kind of show someone this music? And I believe that it's like when the parties died down, you're just with your homies, you're with your besties, and you're like, you gotta check this, you gotta check this stuff out. You're having a little nightcap to end the evening and you jam a couple of the tunes. It's kind of it's fun, but it's not like go, go, go music. It's really relaxed and chill. And it's still country, but it's kind of got like a little smoky vibe yes. to it, you know. Smoky's a really good way to put it. And it's um, it's got blues influences and kind of wind down the night vibes. So I've called it nightcap country. Yeah, and it's funny because you went to college in Austin, right? Yeah. So it's very much to me. It reminds me of of Austin, and it reminds me of like East Nashville, where there is that country influence, but there's there's other stuff thrown in there. Oh and yeah. It reminds it. It feels like a late night at Duke's. Yeah. You know, it feels like. A late night at at Crime Wolf or a late night at at Tin Roof or Neighbor Sylvan Park or like yep. post Peach Jam after the basement. Yes, it's you post know, Peach Jam. it's post yeah. Peach Jam music. Like it's it's fantastic. Yeah, you know? it's it's a lot of fun. So that's kind of how I've been um, been rocking with it. But yeah, I don't know. Nightcap Country. Nightcap that's what Country. I got for Do we you. have that on a T-shirt yet? I got it on a koozie. Yeah, on a koozie. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we'll definitely be be repping some Nightcap Country yes, over absolutely. here. So what have you got as far as like? Because I know you've been putting putting quite a bit out do we have a bigger thing in store <laughs> what can we say i don't want to get you in trouble with management i know we don't we're not we're not on a label or anything right now no, are we? we're okay. not on a label um i think we've committed to releasing this first group of songs um independently because i think what's cool is is um to see how everybody reacts to it you know before we get a big label partner involved or somebody who has an idea of what it should be we're kind of seeing what it could be. Yeah. I mean, just even with this last release, it's called When You Love Me. It's we we uh, referenced a live recording of Valerie by Amy Winehouse. It's got that chunky piano at the beginning. It's kind of old soul vibes. And it got playlisted on Texas Country Now. It might be my <laughs> least like red dirt song I have, but I'm seeing that some of these playlists are expanding to incorporate this music where I think it belongs. It is, I'm from Texas. I make yep. Texas music. It's like, th that's part of me. So it's been really interesting to expand that definition of my music on our own before we get people involved. But we do, we are sitting on a little pile of songs and we will be releasing like steadily over the summer. And who's, so. and who's, who's producing your stuff right now? 
So my buddy Jake Gear has okay. produced all of all of the songs that I've Hay- done so far. He's married to Haley Witters, right? Yes, and he produces her. He produced the last uh, Flatland Cavalry and Ben Chapman's first record. Oh shit! So and we had just such a great time. Logan Matheny did our um, audio engineering and mixing. We really put in the time, I think, to accumulate all of our in- influences that we thought it could be, and really tear it apart and, and see what was left. I mean, he had never done yeah. anything with horns before, neither had I, so. The horns thing in country is so fucking cool. <laughs> and I think that you're, I, I credit your your crew of for doing that yeah. with with yourself and and Ben and fucking Meg and other folks in that in that realm. Like, yeah. it's, added, it's like, we listen to jam band music growing <laughs> up. We listen to shit with, we listen to, to Littlefoot and we listen to like different shit, but we also listen to country music. Too. Yeah, it's so cool and to you, hear that influence. Yeah, you can play country music with all sorts of you really can instruments. Yeah. Like it's it's really the heart of it is yeah. what makes it country, in my opinion. There's a great Flatland song about that. Country yeah. is what country means yes, to you. And I love yeah. and I love the Flatland guys. Oh, Cuddo yeah. and and those dudes are. And Caitlin Butts awesome. is killing it right now yeah, too. Caitlin's, She's crushing it. Caitlin's killing it. Colby Acuff, Keller Cox, yeah. all the guys that are that are and girls that are under that. That kind of tree. Have you done shows with Flatland? Have you been out with them? I've not done any shows with Flatland. I've seen their show a couple times though, yeah. and it's it's awesome. It's fun. I mean, all of those guys are so talented. Yeah. And they do a great job, in my opinion, of showcasing each other's talent each other's talent. You yeah, know? Wes on the fiddle. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just steals, the, they're the nicest the guys. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they're the, they are. they're just really, really kind. They are. Like I'm really tight with uh with Kurt Kurt Ozon yeah. from from these he's in our, our Razor Rowdy family, does the podcast with Nikki. And we'll get like text, we'll get like a like a like a selfie from him. And it's like him and Colby and Colby Acuff and um and Cleto. And it's just them having the most East Nashville musician morning. They're like, we're stoned, just riding bikes. And yeah. it's just they're just they're, they're riding bikes to get a vegan breakfast and drink coffee. And just they're just to they're me, just like, living. They're just vibing, mm-hmm. you know, which to me, it's just there's just this vibing feel within country music right now. That's yeah. just awesome. Yeah. A lot of fun. I did want to tell you yeah, what you got that I wanted to say thank you, because after our last podcast, um, I ended up getting hooked up with Jody Williams songs for publishing. And he said that a huge reason that he ended up wanting to work with me is he heard me on your podcast. No shit. And he just like loved the music, oh, yeah. Jody Williams, it's an honor that you <laughs> that you that you watch and listen to me me bullshit on here. I, I really appreciate that. So when was that? That was in twenty one or was that twenty two? So that we recorded in twenty one and then twenty two he found me on TikTok, which I I'm not even all like the, on TikTok. Of all really. the places yeah. to find you. I know. Of all the places, not not a not a showcase at the basement. Not like I would pick Instagram over TikTok for discovery of, of Harper O'Neill. I know, especially I didn't I had like three videos maybe yeah. and I had put this video up. Which song was it? It was You Don't Love Me, like yeah. the kind of rowdy one. I fucking love that. And I everyone at the time was really pushing like you gotta get involved on TikTok and I think a reason TikTok gets a lot of hate is it's just another platform that we have to discover our voice on, which is just overwhelming. You know, we kind of all just got the hang of Instagram. We're like, okay, (laughs) this is how I present on this app and whatever. And so TikTok is just like another homework assignment. So I started just throwing random shit up there. Like I was just like, I'm going to trial, you know, trial and error, figure out 
what I do on this app. Yeah. And so I'm in like a bathrobe with like <laughs> no makeup on. My hair looks awful. And I've got this little guitar and I just like, you know, was fucking around, like yeah. playing this song. And I just threw it up there. And of course that video gets like 80,000 views. And I'm just like, oh my God. I think, I think they like the, the stripped down thing. Yeah. They really like the... The, the stripped down intimate kind of vibe over the the overproduced slightly cringy thing. Now the cringy thing works for a lot of people. It doesn't it's not my favorite, but like you see people do like there's certain folks that'll use the same hook of a song and it just gets gets cringy. You're like, I don't want to be on this app because of that. But then like an intimate stripped down video of you not all dolled up, yeah. of you not with not paying someone to record it <laughs> yeah. and video it or do this whole shoot. That seems to be the thing that works because it's real and that your your voice being its its raw, powerful voice, it showcases in that. Yeah. And I and I think I found that that's what works for me. But yeah. I I have only love for everybody on the app doing I, yeah. what Yeah, it's whatever works for whatever you. Whatever works for you yeah, because it's, it's yeah. so intimidating too to put yourself out there and try something new. I mean, like it, whatever works, keep doing it. Yeah. So how so how does that initial conversation with uh Mr. Jody, go. Oh man, it it was it was a whirlwind. So, he found my um, my TikTok, and then I think when he tells the story, he's like, "Oh, I assumed she was like in Australia or something." And then I made a couple calls and realized that you live like two minutes away, like down the road. <laughs> yeah. And um, he found me on like a Thursday or a Friday. I met with him on a Monday, and and he signed me right there. Wow. I played a couple of songs. I mean, and it's it's truly been the best fit. I feel like he's the perfect champion for what I do and I've gotten so much better working with his writers and working with his team like Nina in Tennessee over at Jody Williams. I mean like they've completely elevated what I kind of brought to the table originally without um, changing it. Like they just have never asked me to do anything other than what I do. Yeah, because they, they signed Harper O'Neill. They want Harper O'Neill. They don't want you to be someone else. They want you to be yeah, you, which they, is great because not, not every place is like that. And it's so hard to do, I mean, on their side of things, to yeah. not, like, want to nudge me yeah. in, you know, if they have an inkling of maybe what's working and what's not. Oh, my God, my mom's going to kill me. I've had my hair tie on my wrist this whole time. Why is she going to kill you? Because it's not, doesn't look. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I'm wearing a raccoon T-shirt. I got, I got my, my you're, you're good. <laughs> but anyway. We, we love, we love you, Mom. We love you, Mom. We love you, Mom. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. They've just been incredible champions, like. I, I, they totally turned my world upside down. I mean, when they found me, I just really didn't know what I was doing. And it kind of seemed all at that time. Then I started working with Jake and then I got connected with Jody Williams and, and now we're here and the tours have been coming in. It's just been a, a wild year and a half. Yeah, who else is over there at Jody? Was it Andy Austin? Andy Austin, incredible. Who's fantastic. Oh my gosh. And I love what the old Hickory boys do. It's so they've, good. They've had a few different names and kind of alternated in that, yep. that whole crew of, of the trio thing. But I think right now, Andy, T uh, Dan, and Timmy, um, Timothy are fucking fantastic. They sound so good together. Yeah. It's insane. And I, I can't wait for them to them to have their blow up moment oh, and then they coming. go out on tour because yeah, there's, no. there's been a there's been a, a gap when it comes to trio a trio like that that is 90s that Which is talk about country music yes. i mean like that is yeah. yeah where yeah we've been missing that yeah yeah so have you since signing the pub deal have you found it 
has it been like kind of different writing with new people or are you still writing with a lot of your same crew or how does that kind of work? Because you've had like a, a crew of guys and girls that you've been writing with for years now here that yeah. you've gotten great songs with and that songs that they've cut and songs that you've cut and all that. So what's it been like kind of writing with different folks or writing with folks that are the quote unquote established people in the room? So it's been, it's been um, fun and different. I mean, I will always love writing with the OG homies, but like we talked about earlier, everyone's really busy. So it feels <laughs> like when I'm gone, then I get back and then Meg's gone. And then like Tyler's always in Texas and Ben's always in a club somewhere, like melting faces. So we don't get um, the chance to work together quite as much as we used to, but certainly when we do, it's still very magical and fun. Um, but I've definitely taken some new collaborators like into the circle, uh, Jason Nix. We Fantastic. have so much fun writing together. He has such a soulful voice and a soulful background. Like we, I think we have a lot of the same influences and um, he knows like every chord that's ever been ever created. So yeah. I don't even have to think about <laughs> that kind of stuff, yeah. which I don't mind doing, but he does it better. Um, so Jason Nix is one of them. Jay Bayer. I don't know yep. if you know him, yeah. but he, we've just been getting some awesome stuff and um, yeah, there's tons of others that I can't think of. Are, right are you right? Are you writing right now as, as the artist in the room or are you still kind of writing as like the songwriter too? Cause that's a whole different thing too. Now, now you're, you're an artist with a publishing deal. You're, you're becoming the, the artist in the room as opposed to one of three young writers writing with your friends. Yeah. I mean, th there's usually a different vibe and I always love to understand who we're writing for before I go into a room. Yeah. But, uh, I think we can all agree at this point, everybody's just trying to get a good song. Yeah. So I try not to focus too much about, um, is this for me or is this for someone else? If it's a good song and it fits my, you know, vocabulary of what I believe in and what I think and say and want to make in the world, then maybe it's a Harper song, but if not, and it's just a good song, then, you know, hopefully it gets pitched and cut and yeah. you know sees the light of day because at this point we've just we write so many songs yeah so i think i've gotten less precious about this one's for me this one's for you and i'm starting to look at songs more in a group do these songs serve each other do they make sense together what story are they telling when they're next to each other as opposed to like i need one good song yeah so it's been a it's been a learning curve a new a new thing yeah and how long have you been in town now it will be five years in July. Oh, shit. So you were mm -hmm. just before me because I'll be mm -hmm. five years in October. Oh, wow. So isn't it crazy now? Like five years. Like what were you doing? You remember what you were doing when you first moved to town? You were doing the Creative Vets thing, right? So I was still working. I still, I'm still involved with Creative Vets. I love, shout oh, you out still, Creative you Vets. Still, you still are now? Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. They were, they were at, because um, we saw Jesse, Jesse Taylor. Mm -hmm. And um, they were right across from us in the vendor area at Tailgate and Tallboys. Oh, cool. They had, the big, they had the big camper there and, and the tent and like the, the little like pop-up, like step and repeat things. So yeah. They were doing their work up there this weekend, which Richard cool. Casper's like one of the only reasons I ever moved here. I got a call from him randomly that was like, you need to move to Nashville. And so I, any chance I get to like help his organization when it works out with all of our schedules and everything, it's one of my favorite things to yeah, do. Yeah. So what are you, so what are you doing with them and like 
in this this capacity now like just going like just helping with the the process of writing with vets or like doing I usually what? write with uh female veterans so oh, like no when he shit. needs yeah when he needs um you know that usually they pair like women with women yeah. and men with men so um yeah anytime they're doing it at the Opry now like backstage and they've really elevated this program That's to be huge. even more special than how than cool, it already was how cool of an experience to give a veteran to write with Folks that do it for a living at the Grand Old Opry. It, like, not, how crazy is that? I'm not even joking around. The honor is truly all ours. Like, to hear their stories and to, like, be in the room with them and listen, there's not one single one of them that hasn't really truly changed me. So it's, I mean, it's so fun for them to be at the Opry, but it is so fun for me to be with them. Yeah, <laughs> so That's awesome. But when I moved to town, I was still working that financial services job. That's right. Yeah. So I did that for like three or four years. Harper to the suit. That's right. In her cubicle, <laughs> in but her not cubicle. really. I did it remotely. <laughs> you did it remotely. I okay. was in a cube for a minute. What'd you, did you have like your cube decorated and stuff? No. Did you didn't hang up anything in there? You didn't no. Have like a calendar or I nothing? didn't want to be in a cube. So I did not. Like I had, I had one like on my, at the radio station I was working oh, yeah. at. It was a shared one, mm -hmm. but I just had like some, some like nonsense hanging up there. I'd like a little basketball hoop. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I had like just little like stupid shit that a 21 year old working at a radio station would have. Well, yeah, that sounds like fun though. Like, well, I mean, it's a radio station. You <laughs> yeah. do it because you love it. You don't yeah. do it to make money, you know? <laughs> so so true. So it's, have you done like radio tour stuff yet? Like, have you done the radio interview thing? No, yet? I've not. I've not. I've not tried that yet. I don't know. Maybe it'll happen. Because that stuff I hear gets exhausting. Because you're just yeah. going around, just meeting with different radio Probably people having the same exact oh, conversation. Same. That, <laughs> and that's why I like doing the podcast stuff now. Because oh, yeah. when I was doing the radio stuff, it was. So what are your influences? So how have you been doing this? Da, 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 da. It's very yes, you rigid. Could actually, yeah, you can actually yeah. have a real fucking conversation. I know. I feel like we're just hanging out, catching yeah, up. Yeah, which is good that we're catching up. Like I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. I've probably haven't seen time. you since, since revival. Yeah, at, probably. Which what do you, which, how do you like the new spot? I personally love it because I'm. It's like walking distance from my oh, home. Oh, you're a nation's girl. Okay, yeah, easy. So, yeah. yeah, with a little wristband, just have a couple beers and yeah. walk myself home. Yeah, Rockin' Dough's a cool spot. Yeah, and I'm very, very tough on pizza. I'm very hard on pizza. Uh, I like. Of course. I like their pizza a lot. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's a, it's a great bar pizza. I don't drink anymore, but they have a ton of beer options yeah. in there. Um, it's it's a cool. To me, the it's never like back in the day. 20 like like before covid revival was just a special thing mm -hmm. when it was facing the way it was supposed to be facing in tin roof and yep. it was that vibe but i think rock and doe appreciates it like the the folks over there appreciate revival for what it yeah. is and it's giving rob and giving kids that move to town because there are so many kids that have moved to town here in the last year or two nikki t and i will tell them like especially when rob was bringing revival back we were like hey you're a you're a revival kid come y out yeah come out like next wednesday because to me the revival kid is someone that's left left little left of center someone who's very true who's not writing quote unquote cookie cutter stuff not there's anything wrong with cookie cutter stuff but like just someone who's more in that kind of artist thing who maybe feels yeah. like like a little bit of like a misfit toy going to going to broadway or going to going to this go, like hanging out at red door with the, the the cool kids right and i feel like revival's always been such a community for kids that move to town absolutely i'm so I mean, glad that it's back oh me too i i played it recently I, yeah. you know um at the new location and 
to your point, I just saw so many like young singer songwriters and that just, it made me so happy because it, it, it gave so much to my experience first moving here. It's brought me some of my best friends, some of my best songs, some of my best nights. And to see that that's now going to be an opportunity and an option for, like you said, kids who kind of just gravitate towards that style of music. It's just super special to see that there's going to be like another class of it and they're yeah. going to be badass and awesome and it will continue on. Yeah. To me, there's like some kids like Sam Stone, mm-hmm. Zach Top. Um, Aiden Canfield. There's this kid, uh, Landon Smith, that's coming mm-hmm. out of Georgia right now. And all of them, and it's been cool that we kind of harbor them as well at yeah. live. But maybe harbor is not the right word, but we use them, we have them play on Sundays and play on Tuesdays at Live Oak when we're doing Rowdy on the Row. And we're right. doing, now I'm called outside the round instead of in the round. You right. know, I've flip flopped it a little bit, but it's, it is cool to see that scene have somewhere to live because it felt weird to not have. Revival at Tin Roof on a Tuesday. It was weird. And especially as the guy that as the guy that hosts up the street on Tuesdays, I always looked forward to having that. And just my our whole goal was to just have Demumbry and be as busy as it could possibly be. Oh yeah. And have folks play. Like there were so many times where I'd have you or Vinny. I'd have Vinny play and then he'd go down and host at Tin Roof. Yes. He'd yeah. play the <laughs> opening <laughs> round at my he'd play the, the first round at Live Oak and then go and host at Tin Roof for four hours. Oh my God. And we'd have Colin play and we'd have you play and we'd have Nate play and we'd have Ben and Meg and we'd have Tyler and we'd have like um like Becca Ray. We'd have like all so many folks in that crew. Yeah. And during COVID especially, it was really cool to watch that scene kind of grow and like be a part of that. Totally. It was a lot I'm of glad fun. it's, yeah, it's back. It's having a second wind. Yeah. So how, what else is the rest of like, I haven't seen Nate in a while. I know he's out on the road heavily, right? Yes. He's crushing it. So he's Nate Frederick in the wholesome boys. I've now seen, I saw that he changed the name and he's got a rockin' band, the wholesome boys. Yeah. They're the kindest, coolest, most talented guys. They're such a great fit for each other. And I think they've expanded kind of what his music sounds like. And I'm so proud of him. He's just been really, really hustling. He's out with Muscadine right now, I think, on yeah. the West Coast, which who would have thought Nate would be in Cali and that Gary yeah. and Charlie would be in Cali. Look at that shit going. <laughs> I know. It's incredible. But it's been fun, too, because now that we're all kind of on the road, I've seen my friends more on the road than I see them here. So, really? Oh, yeah. When I was out with Morgan, Gabe Lee came by to a show because he was in oh, North Carolina or something. Uh, Nate came by because he was in Washington, D.C. And so it's been fun to kind of run into each other out in the wild, you know, and yeah. support each other that way. So, But Nate's crushing it, man. I, I love all his new music. I've got a cut on his last little EP that he put oh, out. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I'm so proud of him. Yeah, his his record that he had put out. When was that? Was that in twenty twenty or twenty twenty? Right before the world shut down. Yep. Yeah, I remember when that when that record came out, and he like he played like um, Paducah was one of my favorite songs off that. Thank you. And I always like because I'll whenever we'll go up through Kentucky, and you go Mm -hmm. through Paducah, it pops in my head. (laughs) West on through Paducah. I can't tell if I'm heading home or. or (laughs) (laughs) Like I, it's one of it's. And those those records that came out in like Tyler's stuff, yep. your stuff you started putting out, um, Ben and Meg's stuff, like it's just it's I remember those those days of COVID, those were some of my favorite oh yeah, favorite songs to come out of 
that era because everybody had the time to sit and just write. There wasn't other shit to do. Well, I always love too, like uh, with Tyler's stuff right now, uh, Mac Miller, I think is his most streamed song. It's like, Who would, yeah, it's passed, through it passed, the roof. It Beer Garden Baby, yeah. Yeah, but that was the first song that he and I ever wrote together really? with Meg and Reagan Rousseau. So it was the first time I think we ever met. No and we shit. wrote this song, and now it's it's having so many lives after that one day that we wrote this song. Yeah, you yeah. Know? at his shows, people are belting Screaming the back. words, yeah. And I love that, and again, I think such a big part of doing this music thing is finding who you are as an artist. Like, yeah. Lainey Wilson now, Bell Bottom Country. She's, she's found her thing that resonates with people, mm-hmm. her version, the version of herself, that who she really is and all that. Like, Ben and Meg have their thing. You have You have your vibe. Tyler's Western Marijuana music. Oh yeah, it's going over very well. It and is. There yeah. would not. There was not a place in country music where they were talking about marijuana. Like it wasn't. It was kind of taboo for a while. Yeah. So it's really especially in, think about in Texas. I mean, like that's yeah. yeah. But I feel like there's this there's this vibe right now, and you kind of fit this too, where it's it's in the the outlaw vein that it's kind of against the grain, but it's not like violent outlaw it's more yeah, just like yeah. hey we're doing it our own way kind of thing yeah. like more like a rebel kid kind of thing and i feel like there there is that vibe with you see that with with a morgan wade you see that with a paul cawthon you see it with a joshua ray walker right. you see it with a charlie crockett like you see different vibes going on coming out of like texas and the red dirt scene so for you do you identify more with like that stuff or do you identify more with nashville or do you think there's really doesn't matter anymore it's just all blended together Gosh, I really don't think it it matters anymore. I think to speak to something you said earlier, as long as you're being authentic to where you're at, people will presumably enjoy it more than if you're just trying to shove it down their throat. Like I think Tyler's really authentic. That's who he is. Meg is really authentic. That's who she is. Ben, authentic. Like I like to think that the vibe of my music matches like the vibe of my personality. It is is you. And so I think into answering your question about do you identify more with Texas or with Nashville – I think there might be a time later in my career where I do make something that's like a little bit more rooted in, in traditional like Texas music, or maybe I'll go completely the other direction. Like it kind of depends on where my life goes. I think this record specifically, I feel is Texas to me, but I don't know. What makes, what makes you say that? Is it the storytelling of it? Is it where you're at emotionally, where you're, you're feeling more like talking about home, like pre-Nashville? I think or what? it's because I don't know if there are any real like Nashville hooks in any of the songs that I've been releasing. If that makes sense, I think the songwriting style is a little bit more what I would think a Texas artist might do, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, like like the stuff that you're putting out now, like Guilty would fall under that. And I think so. I don't know, though. We'll see, I guess. <laughs> Maybe it's more Nashville. I don't know. Because I feel like the Nashville sound has changed a lot, too. That's true. And like the songwriting's changed. And and right now in, in country, it's like you've got... And Colby, Col- we were we had a... Um, a cigar hang not too long ago with Colby, uh, with Colby Acuff, and he's kind of said he kind of said that like right now there's like two and there's like a third popping up like within country music. It's like you've got your 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 Combs Lane, you've got like like your Wall and more more pop kind of thing, and then you've got this like angsty like sad boy shit, sad boy sad girl shit under the Zach Bryan Lane. Yeah, and it's like you've got these different things coming up within country music to where to me it reminds me of and i said it on a podcast recently we had wyatt flores on recently Mm. and wyatt's become a a good buddy and fits under that that zach bryan kind of 
I mean, sad. you can say sad, but it's also just real. Like, I think your yeah. music's very real. Oh, thank you. Ben and Meg, very real. Like, where it's it's singing about, like, a real place. Like, singing about, like, even Tyler's, like, Mac Miller. Like, the shit you guys were writing and putting out a few years ago is singing about shit that we can we can all relate to. Like, yeah. Being, being dumb kids and going oh, out yeah. and doing our thing and having those flings and, and, all, and all that shit. But, like, it reminds me right now what Nashville and country music kind of going through. It reminds me of... Like, in the 80s and 90s, you had, like, hair metal. And mm. you had, like, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yep. And then in the 90s, it turned into it turned into grunge and, like, drugs and angst. And yep. people went, talked about, like, the sad time coming out of, like, the Reagan era and all that. Now we're coming out of COVID, and it's, like, the, it went from, like, bro country being, like, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll to yep. all the happy shit about being, uh, being in the country world. And Daisy Dukes and girls and yeah. boots and trucks and this and that and all this, like, stuff that's not fully the reality of growing up in a small town and right. growing up in the country. And now we're getting the other side of that. The, the deeper story. The real shit. Yeah. yeah the, it's not all, it's not all roses, you know? Well, there's, no, it, it's just people living there. their lives that yeah. are very complicated, just like anything. Yeah. yeah Cause there are, there is a lot of that. And I feel like that comes through in some of your, in some of y'all stuff, especially like yeah. y'all are singing from real places, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's been fun to see. I mean, you're right. There has been a movement to some deaths and yeah. death and some like poetry, like just really um, show, showcasing all sides of it. Yeah. And Morgan and Morgan Wade and, and Lainey yeah, she's got and some Ashley, real lyrics. Yeah. they all they all fit under under that, too. Yeah. You know, and so for you, where do you think you're at right now? Like your chapter of, of life compared to where we were last time we did this, like almost two years ago. Oh, my like, gosh. How, like how like how is life for for you because you're how you're what we're about the same age right you're like 27 28 yeah yeah did i get that right are you that was that off i'm 29 you're 29 okay i yeah. was gonna lie what though so you're 90 so you, you have 94 a, okay so you're 94 i'm 95 so we're still under 30 we're doing good we're yeah both, we're both thriving in our i'm 20s. gonna be 29 for five more years I think. yes yeah <laughs> that's what my grandma does she does the anniversary yeah. of her 39th birthday so i think right now she's at the 37th anniversary oh, good of her, for her 39th birthday good for she, her she has us write that on the cake and everything it's, but how is life for for you right now you know, it's it's great. I mean, so many of my dreams have come true since we last spoke. I mean, just with building this team that I have, getting this music recorded and starting to tour and everything, it's it's truly been I, I just never really expected it, really. I just kept dreaming bigger and working hard. At the, one of the things I love that Lainey Wilson said recently at the award show, the ACMs, was if you're going to be a dreamer, you got to be a doer. And so that's just really been something I've been thinking about a lot. It's okay to dream big as long as you keep working hard. And at the beginning of this year, I stayed in on New Year's Eve. I know, crazy. Really? And I made what'd you, what'd a you do? vision board. Oh, look at you. Uh -huh. I got real witchy with it. Okay. And I put some freaking crazy shit on there. Red Rocks was on there. Brooklyn Bowl with Lainey Wilson was on there. Like some crazy stuff that I just was like, this would be... This isn't, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. I was able to write a song with Vince Gill this year. Really? And he was on my vision board. No shit. Yeah, like just crazy. That's fucking wild, I know. Girl. And so um, I'm just now starting to realize the, like, the power of just admitting that you, want, that you want to do these things and you want to work towards these things. And so as I'm looking ahead, I think I'm really thinking about what the next couple years, like what, what I want to be on that list. And maybe it's not all career stuff either, you know, maybe it's personal stuff. And um, yeah, so I'm just 
learning how to dream bigger and being grateful for, you know, the stuff that's happened in the last yeah, couple years. Yeah, you seem years. like just radiant energy right now. Oh, good. Like, just happy <laughs> as fuck. I am. Which, which, for, really am. which there's times that we're, we're not all, we're and not all And there will be again, you know, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely, it's, it's up and down, you know. So sure. are the songs a little bit happier right now? God, no. <laughs> no, they're still sad as fuck? Well, one of my new things that I've really enjoyed is, um, so like When You Love Me, this last one I released, it's. If you listen to the lyrics, it's like a dreadfully sad song. Like it is, the hook is, it only hurts when you love me. Like it's very sad, but it's disguised in this kind of boppy, like really kind of upbeat tempo thing. And so you can kind of passively listen and really enjoy this happy tune, or you can dive in and hear kind of the depth of what the real experience is like. The, so. the irony the yeah. irony kind of thing of it. And so I've really been thinking about that a lot, which is sad songs don't necessarily need to sound sad to be good. So yeah. I've just kind of been exploring that a little bit lately with my writing with, you know, I don't even think they're all necessarily sad. I feel like it's just admitting that things are complicated. Yeah. You know, and, and not shying away from that. To, like you said, just be like, oh, things are so good. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> Although I did have a conversation with Meg yesterday because she does something really great. She writes really good, happy songs. And I feel like writing good, happy songs is so hard to do. Like, but like Mary Jane and Chardonnay. Yes. Great, happy song. And that to me is the mo one of the most Meg McCree songs of all time. Oh, yeah. And Air <laughs> Ray Tears all over that, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um I think it's just about leaning into what you do well, and yeah. she does that really well. So I'm trying to lean into what's been been working for me. I mean, like even the song "Guilty" to me, it doesn't really sound happy, but it's a love song. Yeah, I don't know. I'm only guilty of loving you. Yeah, yeah but it kind of feels like uh, fraught. I don't know. It's just it's like an yeah. interesting vibe that I feel like I've curated. Yeah. Yep. Where are you at as far as as far as like relationship stuff? Like getting real here for a second. Oh. Or are you so busy you don't, even, you don't even have time for that shit? You know what? I'm I feel like that's the thing with a lot of artists, like where you're so fucking, especially being on the road. Yeah. Being on the road and trying to have a healthy relationship with a significant other, even having good friendships is tough when you're gone all the fucking time. Oh, yeah, and, and you're not in the day-to-day -day of what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm single, and hey. I, I might finally be ready to mingle. Who knows? Look at, the, look at you. I know some growth is happening. Yeah. Where, Who would knows? The, where would the place be to mingle? Like, where's think, your spot in town? Where I you, think it's just going to fall from the sky. Well, you abroad, you're not a Broadway girl. God, to me, no. you are the opposite. <laughs> no, of I'm the not. Like, if you look up Broadway girl in the dictionary, like, you are the, the opposite. You're, you're not the one that's going down there. No. Uh, definitely not. Unless I have, like, friends or family in town. And I, I feel like, like that's it. the excuse. <laughs> yeah. McElwain doesn't need any excuse. He was down. I mean, he was playing down there last night, but he was out till like, 2.30 in the morning, I think, on Broadway. He was at the... <laughs> Called at out. The I love oh, oh, no. Wait, I mean, That's what we do. That's what, that's what Sweet Boy is here for. He's a Broadway boy for sure. And Trey Lewis is a Broadway boy, too. I used to be one when I worked down there. But, like, where's your spot that you like hanging out at? Anywhere with a pool table. Okay. So, yeah. Lakeside? Yep. Lucky's. Lucky's, Lucky's over there. That's a very underrated spot. I agree. We were there for um, Ella Langley's uh, release party when Country Boy Dream Girl came out, and like she's was just a low it too. She's fuck. She's like our little sister, man. She's like she's, on a fucking world tour. Like she's doing doing some big fucking things. It's wild. It's, awesome. to, it's wild to watch what she's doing. But um, at Lucky's place, mm -hmm. very underrated. Oh yeah, and they got them good Chicago style hot dogs. Okay, I've not there. had one of the hot dogs. The hot dogs are good, but I have won a lot of games on that uh, pool. <laughs> oh, so you're pool shark. Like you're you're good. You don't fuck around in no. pool. No. Uh -uh. I think I've seen you play pool at Lakeside before. I think you were playing with Colin oh, yeah. or with Dylan or I, somebody. There's something about it, like 
I become kind of a different person. Like yeah. normally I really shy away from like confrontation. Like I really <laughs> try to just keep the peace and like do my thing. If I've got a couple drinks in me and somebody's trying to like cheat the game or like talk some shit, like I swear I've almost been thrown out of Lakeside Lounge. I swear like at least three times. Really? Yeah. Because I think people just assume that like girls don't really play pool or whatever. And <laughs> I just come in, you know, just. Knock them, knock them all in. I'm talking a big game now. Somebody's gonna want to kick my ass. Yeah, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to have to do that. So, what do you prefer, Red Door East or red, Main Red Door? Because the new, the Main Red Door is different now. It's not the same since. Have you been there recently? I have. Yeah. It's not the same since they opened that shit up. Yeah. And I know they had their issues. They had a scary night there a few months ago. They did. So I get why it's like TSA when you walk in there. And I'm thankful for that. I mean. Uh, my stuff, my I've, I still am able to get in with my vape and everything, but like I think for me, I'm gonna go neither, and I'm gonna say I'm either a neighbor Sylvan Park girl or a Centennial in the Nations girl. Centennial. Oh, it's this little hole in the wall. Where is Centennial? It's like right across from the Frothy Monkey and Fifty First Deli, right behind Lavert's Market. Okay, I haven't been there yet. I've been to the Nations Bar and Grill. That place is a Fun little shithole bar. Oh, yeah. I love it. Big Rob <laughs> yeah. Snyder brought us there after the first arrival they had back. And it was like us. It was me and Nikki, Colby Acuff, um, Ashland, um, and then Rob and I think Vinny. And Rob was just ordering rounds of wings for everyone. Oh, wings my God. wrapped in bacon. Oh, wow. It was wings wrapped, something wrapped in bacon. You know, Big Rob's got all the good eats. Oh, um, wow. And the nation, but Centennial. So I got to check that spot out because I like the Nations a lot. I think that's going to be the new spot in town. I'm telling I you. I really do, especially with the Mumbrian yeah. changing over the next few years. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I don't know if you know all about all, about all I that. I think I know a little bit. Yeah. yeah, we could talk about it off the, off the, off the cameras. Off the, yeah. Um, off the mic. <laughs> But, like, there's going to be some new spots, I think, popping up where live music's going to live. And I think the Nations is going to be one of them. Well, they even have, there's, like, a Fieldhouse Tavern or whatever that's opening up right on 51st. And it's going to be, like, food and alcohol till 2 a.m., which we don't really have a spot like that over there. Like, Centennial yeah. serves alcohol till 2 a.m., but there's going to be, like, a traditional yeah. sports What's bar. What's the one across from the ice cream spot that's, like, the outdoor thing where the TVs are just playing all the fun? Oh, time? that's, like, the barbecue spot. I is forget what it's called. Is that a barbecue yeah. spot? But it's a barbecue spot. I thought it was just a bar in the middle of the two streets no. that just had TVs <laughs> and playing for, the homeless, huge, for yeah. the homeless people. Homeless yeah. guys can watch yeah. the Super Bowl and shit. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's barbecue. I've not I've not had the barbecue yet, but I have enjoyed a picnic table there. What area that you've gone to on the road has had the best food? Because something I've learned, and McElwain can say this too, when, because McElwain's been on the road with Trey for a long time. And whenever we would go somewhere, they'd be like, we're going to give you the best barbecue you ever had. And every venue that we go to has, <laughs> allegedly, and some of it's like crock pot homemade shit. Some of yeah. them's cousin brother Daryl's yeah, pitmaster yeah. shit. Some of them's this, some of it's that. For you, what... In the different sections of the country that you've been, what's been like some of your favorite? I, well, I think Texas has the best barbecue, so I don't think well, I'll I'm ever. Well, I'm not even talking yeah. talk about barbecue. I'm, I'm just, not even limiting it. Texas barbecue is great. Yes, there's something about getting some fresh beef from the stockyard. You're just you, you can't get it fresher anywhere else. It's just how it is. It's just how it is. Sorry, I don't make. Sorry, sorry, Kansas City. That's just how it I is. I don't make the rules. I don't even follow them. <laughs> but I think my mom and so my mom came on the Morgan Wade tour with me. Really? Because it was solo acoustic. Yeah. So I didn't want to go by myself. And she wasn't working at the time. And she, I was like, do you want to like come with me? And so 10 days, just like me and my mom in the RAV. That's 
that's great mother-daughter bonding, but you might have wanted to kill each other by no. the end. No, we not at all. had so much fun. Like I cannot just I can't explain it. Like people would like get in line and buy t-shirts and have my mom sign the t-shirts. No like, shit. I <laughs> it's awesome. We had so much fun. But when we were in upstate New York, we had a sandwich from some deli that changed my life. I don't even know what the deli was or remember, what the sandwich was. Do you remember where, where it was? Was it Jordan? Was it was that Keg's Canal side or was it It was it was like right outside the Terrytown gig. Oh. Um some like just like in a strip mall deli. Like I don't even know what it was, but it I must I don't know. It was the best sandwich I've ever had. I, I appreciate you saying New York. That makes me feel real good. It seriously unmatched. My mom and I still talk about that sandwich. I'm going so you have you been to New York City? Yeah. So I got you, my luggage stolen there once. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Brutal. When, yeah. Was, when was this? I was on tour. Greg was with me. I was on tour um, with Ward Davis. I was like opening a couple shows and one of them was in New York City and we like had the rav there. And I remember just, what venue? Well, uh, the parking was terrible. They didn't have yeah, a parking. Yeah, no shit. It's New York. If you don't pay it, if you don't get a parking ticket in New York City, you haven't toured New York City. So I got a parking ticket. Yeah, th there you go. So you toured and New York. And my <laughs> luggage stolen out of my car. Oh, the, they took the luggage and they gave you a ticket. Yeah, they did a little two for one. <laughs> Do you have Cat's Deli when you were there? Ooh, I've had Cat's Deli before, but I don't think we, because after I got the parking ticket and my luggage stolen, I was like, we've got to get the fuck out of this city. So we drove all night to go to Pennsylvania where Greg lives or his family lives. Because I was like, I cannot be in this fucking city yeah. for one more second. That being said, I still love New York. I It is a magical place. Every time I go back, yeah. I'm just like... You can steal my luggage and like. I feel yeah. like I feel like your music would go like goes over well there too. I'm so interested to see. I feel like it really I, could. I think I think it will because Chicago of, too. I feel like yeah, Chicago fucks. I yeah. like Chicago a lot. Chicago in the summertime is one of the best places to be. There's something about having a nice a nice Portillo sandwich, oh, yeah. getting out of a dispensary, even though you pay forty percent on the oh, dollar. The income tax, yeah, not the income tax. The, the, the weed, weed tax, tax is. Awful. I think it's down because when we were just up there, we went to a dispensary near where the festival was at, and um, it was like 35, I think it was at like 35%. So it's down 5%, but we still got a long way to go. The fact that the taxes are higher there on weed than they are in New York or Boston. Or New Jersey. Or New Jersey, yeah. which is one of the most taxed states in the fucking world. We, we stopped through New Jersey, and we went to a dispensary, and we got so much. Yeah. And we like Greg and I both looked at the receipt and we we're like, wait, what? Because the yeah. last time we had bought together at a dispensary was in Chicago, and yes. we were just like, holy shit, like yeah, I Chicago. can't afford this. Yeah, was that? Um, did you play Joe's on Weed when you were up there? I did. Yeah. That plate, the deep dish pizza they have there. Oh, I didn't is, try it. They didn't give. They didn't bring you the pizza after. I, no, I think I. I think I had a salad. All right, Ed, that's on you, man. You gotta <laughs> next time Harper and Greg come through, give them some pizza, give them a bottle of. Have you ever had Malort? I don't think so. Okay, Malort's Malort's rough. Malort's a delicacy. Oh, it doesn't sound like one. <laughs> it's, oh, it's oh, it's not. It's it. They only, it's a Chicago-based thing. McElwain's had it before. Our guys, yeah, he's just like, um, the guys um, that used to be in Trey's band, they would drink it for like for fun. They'd be like, yeah. "Fuck it, we're in Chicago, we're gonna drink." It's like a a vile thing, but you have to at least take one sip of it just to try okay. it. I never I got sober before I ever went to Chicago. Okay. So I got lucky. I dodged the You dodged the bullet. They carry it at Red Door because Red Door is a Chicago owned bar. Is it like a is it how would you describe it, Matt? Um there's I don't know, like really bitter. It's like it, I'd say like kind of like dry. Like I don't know. Like it it's awful. 
I feel like I'm being And he drinks everything. He loves to drink. Like, McElwain is a drinker. So if he's saying he doesn't like it, like, that tells you. We've, I've heard all I need to know. I will not be trying. No, you got to do one sip. <laughs> you got to do it at least if, once. If judge. I see you at Red Door. All right. Um, we're doing that. And then I'll, and then to make it up for you, we'll get you a root beer float, root beer float shot. Okay, deal. All right, so you get a free root beer float shot no matter what, but you got to try more. Deal. All Deal. Right. The camera saw it. Deal. It's happening. Um, but um, Joe's on Weed is a cool is a cool venue and a great spot. Um, but I'm I'm so psyched for you. Thank Just you what so you've much. got going on, like song on the radio, a team around you helping you do this shit, a bunch of cool stuff at fucking Red Rocks, dude. I fucking can't. Red I Rocks. Can't. You've put out some great music so far this year. Thank you've got you. more coming. Mm-hmm. Like. Got a, you found a producer that believes in you. You found like it's it's so cool to see where we were um, in the fall of twenty one when we first sat down. It's, it's and I'm in this crazy. damn I'm in this damn studio. Oh, like, with let's Monday. talk about this this glow up in this yeah. situation. So here. I I, I got a credit to Daddy Warbucks, okay. Trey Lewis. Trey Lewis has paid for all this, and being on his team, I get to use it for a very good price. Of Love zero dollars a month. <laughs> um, very My lo- favorite price. Very lucky, the best <laughs> price. And then now I'm I'm off the road. I'm not TMing for Trey anymore, and I'm running Ray's Rowdy with Nikki T. Incredible. So it's like. We did six CMA Fest events. Oh, my God. We're going to, we just did one festival. We're going down. We're covering the NASCAR race this mm-hmm. week. So we have a NASCAR podcast now with Dawson Edwards and Caleb Conradi. We're going to like 10 more country festivals this year. We're going to, I think Nikki T, I might be going with them. They're going to Louder Than Life up mm. in Kentucky, the rock festival. Yep. Primarily to see Limp Biscuit. Sure. We're big butt rock guys. Love. And the butt rock account's taken off. Shout out. Everybody be sure to follow Butt Rock Night, <laughs> being run by Brian Frazier. It's like the, you know what butt rock is, right? Yeah, like I think, get, yeah. So it's the best rock from like 1997 to like 2008. Yeah. So it's like, it's like Limp Biscuit, Creed, Nickelback, Hinder, Saliva. Oh, yeah. The good, the hits, you the know? The hits. Aaron Lewis when he was in Stained. Like all that good, <laughs> all that stuff. Nothing but rock. Um, But yeah, it's just been... It's been wild. You are such an incredible supporter of just artists at every level. It's I appreciate so, that. It's really awesome. I always look forward to getting to talk with you and hang with you. And we need more people like you because... Well, we're like, trying to grow the... We're growing our cult of Ray's lo- Rowdy. It's I'm, a cult. We're growing it. I would like to join. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> yeah. you, we got a merch pack for you. So oh, you're, yeah, you're oh, in yeah. the cult. And you're, you've been in the family for a while with what we've been doing. And and with Revival and just seeing what you and your friends are doing. It's, it's awesome. I want to do like a big... Um, like a reunion thing, almost like a reunion show. That would be so just fun. Just do a round of all you guys. The whole night is just the crew. That would be awesome. You, Meg, Tyler, Ben, Colin, Nate, yep. Gabe, Becca, Reagan, Vinny. Vinny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Literally, every Chris Canterbury, like yep. the entire anybody in y'all's crew that's a writer. And I don't care. Ray Tier, yeah. John Deitches. John, I haven't met John Deitches oh, yet. Oh, you're going to love I have heard because when I was on, when I went out, I subbed in and sold merch for Muscadine, mm-hmm. a little bit of a throwback weekend uh, back in March. And Tyler ended up being on the road with them. Mm-hmm. But they didn't tell Tyler that I was going out with them. I didn't tell Tyler I was going. So Tyler shows up at the first gig in Virginia. And he just comes up behind me. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here, oh. man? Let's go smoke a joint. So we went out and smoked a joint and caught up. But he was telling me, he's like, bro, you got to meet my dude, John Decius. Oh, yeah. He's like, John, he's like, inseparable. He's like, dude, John is a vibe. Yeah. And so if I'm I'm a big fan of Tyler Halverhu. Um, <laughs> I think I can, I'll, I'll get down with some John Decius. And so I think he's been playing bass with him a couple of ga- Like, I think he's really? going out with him again this weekend. Sick. Because he's got like a really cool musical background. He was in like this like kind of pop punk band yeah. in the early 2000s called 
Pink Spiders, I think. Pink Spiders. And now he's like just crushing at songwriting. Yeah. And, and, and what is that that house situation? <laughs> that, the big that, gray. That that big that house over there mm-hmm. is. You talk about like the the there's this this whole like scene of what you guys are doing is like coming out of this house yeah. in Sylvan Park. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's what it's Ben Meg. So it's a quadruplex. Tyler. So there's four units in the house, and Vinny used to live there first a couple years ago. Okay, so Vinny started the 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 the, the annexation of this house. I I believe that's where it really did okay, start. It was and Vinny? then Vinny moved out, and then. Um, ben and Nate moved in to a room downstairs, and um, then all of a sudden, you know, obviously, like, Meg hangs around there a lot. I hang around there a lot. Yep. Meg, yeah, obviously is there all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then um, some of the other units started, like, vacating, and so other people moved in. So um, the one next door, Aaron Ratier used to live there, and then he, when he moved out, because he just bought a house, and he's just crushing it right now. Yeah. I love him so much. Then Dee just moved in. And then um, upstairs, like, the apartments are rented by, like, the Pistolanis have, like, a place up there. And, like, <laughs> Lucas Nelson's always coming through. And, like, Nikki Lane's been through a couple times. And there's just, like... Then Tyler's over there, too, right? Well, so then when Nate moved out, Tyler came back from Texas and Tyler moved in. It's just a wild... Like, you have probably... 15 songs a week getting written out of that house. Probably 10 to 15 songs a oh, week. Oh, and the stories are just like you could fill a book with the yeah. shit that happens in that house. Somebody, somebody, they're they're smoking and drinking coffee and writing a song on the back porch and they're doing the same thing on the front porch oh, and they're yeah. doing the same thing upstairs. And then at the end of the day, all you guys hanging out in the li- in like the, the common area oh, yeah. has to be awesome with being like, oh, what'd you do today? Oh, what'd you do today? Like it's just a friendship thing. It's yeah, awesome. and you just always know that there's something going on over there. Like, you know, if, if anyone's looking for something to do, um, or just a good hang and to yeah. catch up and it's funny though, it's I think it's been emptier late late lately because everybody's on the road <laughs> yeah. and everybody's doing stuff. So um it's been a fun a fun place to hang though. Yeah. So what do we got coming up that people can go to Look forward to. Ooh, great so I, I question. Was actually, I was actually looking this up earlier. I was looking up what your tour dates were to kind of freshen up on. So I've got them right here. So I'll read them. I'll read them out for the people. Okay. For y'all the people. Go, y'all go to watch. Go to watch Harper on um, on tour here. Montgomery, Alabama. The Montgomery Whitewater. You ever been to Montgomery Whitewater, Mac? Okay, so newer place. Then the Amp at Log Still with Brothers Osborne. Yeah. Brothers Osborne. Day? Who'd you say your agent was again? <laughs> Haley Riddle. Haley, you are a kicking <laughs> ass, girl. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Brothers Osborne date. Rick's Cafe. We love Rick. Rick. I've is, not been to Rick's. Okay, one of my favorite clubs in the country. Really? Oh, I'm so excited. Because of its character. Oh, good. it's awesome. So it is. It is a. It is a, a divey spot. That is just a staple. I mean, you go back the last 30 years, Kenny Chesney's played there. Yeah. Snoop Dogg's played there. DMX played there. Like, all different styles of music. And the kids in Starkville, they just appreciate country music so much. Oh, so I've been that. there with Muscadine once. I've been there with Trey, I think, two or three times. Rick, um, Rick who owns Ricks. Rick Great guy. of Ricks. Yep, yeah. yep. Rick of Ricks. <laughs> It's like um, Bob Vance of Vance Refrigeration. Yes. You know, Rick, Rick, Rick of Rick's Cafe. He's also, you got to ask him about his cow. Like, so him and his wife, uh-huh. they adopt animals and they have a big farm. And so he's got like six or seven dogs. The dogs are usually there, like when you're loading in and stuff. Yeah. So you'll get to see the dogs and they'll run around. Very friendly. Oh, cute. Got to ask him about his uh, his cow. He has, a, he has a cow or a bull. It's a okay. bull, actually. I got it wrong on the, epi- on the episode. We really talked about it. I said it was a cow. I kind of insulted the bull. Um, <laughs> it's a bull named John Langston. All he right. got a he got he got a bull 
he adopted a bull and they named it after John Langston. So it was little John Langston. Then it was medium size. I think it's like full bull John Langston. All so right. Ask him about John Langston. Be like, oh, I haven't seen John. Well, but no, talking about talking about on the farm. I did the podcast <laughs> with, with awesome. Matt and say that. Then the lyric in Oxford, that place is freaking great. And then, oh, the Shed Smokehouse. I've heard a lot about that place. I've never I been. I have not heard much about it. I need uh, to it's like It's like a, like, a, like a lot of like Southern rock bands have played there over mm, the years. Cool. Like it's a, They have a loyal following. And it says Smokehouse and Juke Joint, which to me is just your, your That's vibe. That's it right that there. Is, that it. is a heartbroonial <laughs> vibe of everyone. And then the big ones um, coming up later. You've even got stuff into December, girl. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, I'm going to the NFR with uh, Laney Wilson. The NFR with Lady Wilson. That's, <laughs> like, what is life? I don't know. It's fucking cool. And then um, Red Rocks with Dirks Bentley. Yeah. The fuck? And Asher McBride and then Red Clay Strays. Yeah. Are you on them yet? I've heard. They're they're from um, Mobile, right? They're oh, from Alabama. I don't I know where in Alabama, but they that, are. I think, yeah, yeah they're, they're from the same area as... Um, same hometown as Gary and Charlie with Musket on. Oh wow! So Nikki T's Nikki T's the one that put me on them with Red Clay. Street. Their song "Wondering Why" yeah. has a chokehold on me. Like yeah. every time it ends, I just start it over again. Yeah, they're fantastic. And then you're he's part, got kind of like an Elvis thing going on. Yeah, he's like, like a, a old school. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah cool. which is cool. Um, similar to who's the kid? William Beckman has that too. Yes, I love William. Man, yeah. he's awesome. Yeah, he's got um, that deep like Sinatra kind of yes, voice. Yeah, yeah. Like, the kroner, yeah. like yeah. singing like like I want him to sing. Um, what is it? Um, dreaming of a white white Christmas. Oh, yeah. Or like yeah. um like the Bing Crosby shit. Just like classics. Yeah, yeah, it's just old school. Like all of his videos and all of his contents in black and white. Yeah. And to me that's perfect because that's yeah. the vibe. And then you've got the Orange Blossom review in um in Florida. December. In Florida, Lake Wales, Florida. Yeah. So you're going all over the place and there's probably some more stuff that I'm sure is gonna pop up because Haley's Fingers crossed. No, nah, Haley, Haley Haley's on it. Haley's got you. And <laughs> Haley we trust. Let's in go. Haley, and we Haley, trust. Haley we trust. Fingers crossed, bro. I love We're it. killing it. And then um, harperonealmusic.com That's on the it. socials. That's the one. And then the socials are Harperonial Music. Mm -hmm. and all Keeping that it stuff. all the same. Sweet. Awesome. Well, girl, I appreciate you coming and hanging. This Thank was you so fun. Much. This I'm was glad, easy fun. I'm glad we were we were able to fit this into the busy schedules. Me I'm heading, too. I'm heading down. It's funny enough, I'm heading down to Montgomery, Alabama. This weekend. Weird and weirdly enough. Yeah, so I'm heading down there tomorrow. Nikki T is actually on his way down there right now. We're staying. We have um there's a duo they're called Shackleford Lane. They just moved oh. up here to Nashville from Alabama. They have a hunting camp. It's like oh, wow. sixty or seventy acres of a hunting camp. And they were like, Hey, you boys wanna come down early before the John Langston concert and do some redneck shit? Nikki's like, Yeah, yeah we'll got, be there. Yeah. Nikki's like, I've got fish. We're like, Oh, we ain't fishing. You ever you ever killed an armadillo? Oh and my we're God. like, what? No. <laughs> and they're like, well, we got these night scopes and we got this farm and we're going to ride the four wheelers and the side by sides. And so I'm very much looking forward to hanging wow. and, and the Shackle for Lane boys, they're some big boys. They're like, what, Macklin? Like 6'2, six, 6'? Six, they're like tall guys. It's about my height. Yeah, they're about, yeah. about your height. <laughs> the, size, the size of Harper. Um, they're like 6'3, like 260, 260. They're just these, just these yeah. two like jacked farmer dudes yeah and we're just gonna go down there and party with them and then we're coming back and covering nascar this weekend oh my gosh the, ray's rowdy at the um at the ally 400 at the 
Nashville Super Speedway in Lebanon, Tennessee. Oh my gosh. It's going to be wild. It's going to be. F- and then we go up to Ohio for another festival uh, the week of the 4th. You are busy. I love yeah, it. I'm busier now than I was tour managing. And I thought tour managing yeah, was. You're like, like, I'm going to be able to relax. Yeah, 100, a little bit. 100, 100, 100 plus dates with Trey Lewis every year. I thought that kept me busy enough. But turns out running a company yeah. keeps you pretty, pretty fucking busy too. <laughs> but girl, Harper, I really appreciate you coming oh, on. You and so congrats on, on all the stuff going on for you. Can't wait to see where you're at. We'll do this again and at some point. And Hopefully we don't wait two years. No, we will not yeah. wait two years. And I'd love to have you and another member of the crew on with you. Like, yeah. Could you imagine we had like you and Tyler or you and Meg or you Let's and Ben? Let's do it. That would be awesome. I want to meet, and I want to meet this John Deicious guy. John Deicious. And then there's another artist that you need to know about. Who's that? Alex Lambert. Yes. So He has good. been popping up. Nikki T has been putting me on him. Yes. Fantastic. It's incredible. Incredible vibe. Incredible voice. You, you got to get on it. Yes, we will get on that for sure. Y'all be sure to check out our girl, Harper O'Neill. Um, coming to a city near you. You can get all the dates on harperoneillmusic.com. Follow along. And if you're a SiriusXM listener, be sure to call up the highway. Tell them to play the shit out of Guilty. Guilty Woo. is on the highway on the horizon right now. Be sure to hit them up and get our girl, Harper O'Neill, some more spins out there. And uh, be sure to go check her out on tour. Stream the shit out of the music. And even buy some merch on the website. She's got it all. Appreciate you guys watching and listening as always. Uh, shout out to our friends from Big Friendly Productions. Get your merch on there. Shout out to Alex and Paige. We also got Whale Tail Media, Saxman Studios, and of course, our boy Mitch Wallace with the Digital Marketing Agency. For more information on us, hit up RaysRowdy.com. For our girl Harper, our boy Sweet Boy behind the camera, my name is Matt Brill, and this has been Outside the Round. For too long, I ain't never been the best at saying I love you to a girl I love. Only got a couple tricks up my sleeve. They usually just make.